So today we are talking mental health and I thought that it was only right that I bring you in as a undergrad psychology major, right? Yes. Psychology. What got you into psychology? What was that about? Um, funny story is because I couldn't make it as a nurse. <laughs> so, um, and I thought that psychology was the best option for me because I hated every other major. Um, and it also, because I'm a people person mm -hmm. and I like to get to know more about people, how they work, how the mind works, etc. So I stuck with psychology. It's in the mind. That's right. Well, that is cool. So today we are talking mental health. So, um... <clears throat> Beyond the major, when did you begin to take note of, like, mental health? When did it become serious? Um, it became serious for me in high school, like, early on in high school. Mm -hmm. um, one of my friends, she would always, like, vent to me or use me as an outlet to talk about um, how she was suicidal, had thoughts of hurting herself, etc., and I didn't know what to do, so I told my best friend about it. Um, and my best friend told me that the best option, because we couldn't really stop her from thinking or feeling those things, was mm -hmm. to go to the counselor. And that was something that my friend didn't want to do, because like she would tell me things like she would use salt and ice and put it through her skin in order to hurt herself, like cut herself, wow. um, wanted to hang herself, etc. because she had a lot going on within her family. Um, and then she would also be bullied during like those high school years for the way that she looked, her body weight, etc. But when I told the counselor about it, um, I guess my friend uh, didn't want me to because she just told me in confidence. But I know that if I had kept it going in silence longer, that she may have done something to herself. So that's when I started to take things seriously because I don't have that power and that's when I wanted to help people who were in that position. Oh, wow, wow, wow. So mental health is, is something serious and, you know, depending, not depending on how cool we are, our status, everybody has some, you know, um, level of, maintenance that they need to keep up in order to stay sane because you know life is full of pressures and as being a college student or a high school or things of that nature you, you're now shaping into the world and with that pressure you you gotta stay uh, you gotta stay sane so um with staying sane and with um maintaining proper mental health how do you deal with burnout um personally i don't that's something that I fear, which is probably why I can't stick to one major um, or like one job, career, etc. Because I fear burnout. Um, I guess we deal, like I deal with burnout by trying to find something different to do each day um, and trying to find the good parts about like my job or my career major, etc. Um, so yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Do you know why we um, would deal with burnout and things of that nature? I feel like sometimes we deal with burnout mainly because if your job or your major consists of the same thing every day and you personally are not satisfied with it, then you go into a cycle and you go into this routine where you're just like, you're just waking up just to work. You're not living your life to its fullest. Um, and a lot of the times it's also because we 
do the cho like choose the jobs that we want mainly to get by or to make um, our families like have food on the table, etc. Because I know that's like what my family does, and I know that they get tired of like waking up to do the same job every day, and that's not what they wanted. That wasn't their dream. Um, so I think that's a lot of the times why we deal with burnout because it's easier to do something that we don't like than following our passion. It's safer. Mm. So. so do you believe like <clears throat> like how a mother carries a child and before the child is is about to be born, the child begins to kick in the womb and things of that nature? Could that symbolically be as if some of our passions and goals and aspirations for life are like crying out to exist and be released from us? That's deep. <laughs> Um, I mean, I've never really thought about it that way. Uh, I guess, like, I guess if you are thinking about the kicks that a baby does within the, um, a woman's uterus, etc., it is, like, the passion that is kicking us to do what we want, but then, I guess, maybe we fear the pain. Yeah. Um, so, I, that would be my reason as to why I don't want to chase after things like fear of rejection fear of not doing the best to my ability or just like not being able to even get that chance okay. So. Okay. Well, I understand you I hear you I hear um, <clears throat> so let me ask you what is the stigma around um, mental health the um, I guess the, the status quo or like what people normally think of it when it comes to like mental health, because I know people are like, oh, you you need a therapist? Well, you must be crazy, or like, oh, uh, you're dealing with this, something tragic must have happened. Like, what what is that stigma? How do you address that stigma? I think stigma comes from different culture aspects as well, mm -hmm. um, different communities, etc. Some communities are more accepting of it, um, and I know that in other communities, it's more like like you said, like, oh, you're crazy but it's probably because we're not educated about it. Schools aren't necessarily doing the best to their ability to educate it, um, like students or faculty members about it. Um, and also like maybe sometimes like the older generation, just their way of dealing with it was completely different than now. Like we have more information on how mental health can affect us for our future, for our health, for our children's health, et cetera. Um, and it's definitely becoming something more and more prevalent um, with the way that we continue to keep overworking ourselves, continuing to see that we're never going to be perfect, etc. Um, with all the exams, people get more anxiety or all these other things. Um, so the good thing, though, is that people are talking about it more frequently. Mm -hmm. um, like, I know here at Maryville, we talk about it consistently, like mental health, self-care, etc., um, so I think just making sure that we're educating those who aren't educated about it just so that they can be more aware. Because um, I know within my culture, <coughs> mental health is like nothing. Like it's not real. And I know now my parents, when they see it firsthand with like a family friend, um, they realize that, no, you need to take care of your mind, you need to take care of your body and not overwork yourself, not have too much stress on your plate, etc. Um, so it all depends on how you're teaching that person who has that stigma about 
mental health as well as like making sure you're not like I guess arguing with them because sometimes it takes time for people to get over their um, stereotypes etc so. mm-hmm. learning is a, is a process mm-hmm. it takes time it takes time how do we deal with the small offenses and the small fractures that we deal that we deal with on a day-to-day basis so that it doesn't blow up and then people are like, oh my gosh, why did this person react in this type of way? Or like, why did, why did they lose their mind all of a sudden? But it's like some things people don't deal with when it happens. And it's like, how, do, how are we supposed to deal with the small things subconsciously that we don't even think hurts us? I think that's where counseling comes in. Counseling. Um, you definitely need someone to be that outlet for you, regardless if you feel like... Um, you don't know whether or not it hurts you or not it's best to talk to somebody about it like just so you can process it you can take that step by step um and then it can help you come to the realization that yeah you were offended you were hurt by that whatever mm-hmm. may have happened um and bottling things up consistently i know firsthand can definitely like cause you to blow up especially since like we're human we can only take so many blows um in order to like keep quiet or whatever but talking to someone about it mentally processing things helps with lessening those Mm blow-ups which can ultimately hurt people because you may say things wrong or maybe you may hurt yourself in the process um so okay so like we just have to deal with and address those things right then and there you're saying yeah because if you if that's something that is consistently occurring and you're continuously letting slide you need to say something in that moment you need to be able to gather up the courage and say like speak on it um otherwise the end goal is not going to be one that benefits you mm-hmm. person like you like when you Whenever you see or um, can feel somebody's going through, how do you reach out? Um, well, basically, I do this with you guys, like the RA team, mm-hmm. or just friends. I just say, hey, like, what's going on? Um, if I see someone at the desk looking down, like, not their usual self, or if I feel their energy and it's, like, kind of off, I just ask, like, what's going on? Um, do you need anything from me? Like, what happened today? kind of asking them what their day consisted of, um, what's stressing them out that week or maybe that month, etc. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people feel comfortable enough to open up. Otherwise, I'll just tell them, hey, I'm here if you do need someone to talk to just so you aren't feeling alone, etc. Um, and try to kind of give them advice on how to handle whatever situation that they're going through. Mm-hmm. If they feel like they're not caught up on um, homework or something like that I'll try and give them breaks or try to tell them hey we can set out these times so that you can feel more productive um basically do that okay okay so in the listening um aspect you know everybody needs to be listened to because everybody has a story of what happened today whether last week month in the past so in that process who is qualified to listen and who is qualified to like give advice as well because some people are not I understand are not qualified to give advice because some people would listen just to gossip or to listen just to judge but like who is actually qualified to listen to your situation 
Um, well, one, obviously the counselors and therapists, but also the person you trust the most. Okay. Who can we trust? That is up to your discretion. Um, whether or not it may be your mom, your dad. Um, for me, it would be my dad or my sister. Um, basically someone who's close to you, who you know has supported you throughout, has the best interest in mind, like your best interest in mind. Um, and not necessarily jumps at things and instead thinks rationally about the kind of experiences that you're going through and how to properly like dissect it and figure out how to solve it. Okay. Okay. Um, that is what's up. Everybody wants to be and needs to be listened to at one point. I know that um, when it comes to guess um, say relationships or ideas or passions that people harbor but they don't want to express I know like um, for instance if I'm dealing with a relationship thing I would ask my parents because they've been 25 years in the game of marriage and so like they they have the fruit on the tree you know like if I wanted to build a house, I wouldn't ask someone who has never put a nail in a wall before. You know, if I want to ask someone how to build a million dollar business, I won't ask someone who is working under somebody the rest of their life and wants to be that way the rest of their lives, you know. If I am going through a, um, a past hurt, I need to talk to somebody who has dealt with past hurt, you know, things of that nature, not just someone who has never been to where you're trying to get, where you're getting out of, mm -hmm. things of that nature. So I feel like it's important that we identify who we talk to, because you never know, like, uh, you never know how things can play out. What made you choose your major? Which one? My oh. undergrad or graduate? Big, big balls, we got, we got, we got two, two degrees <laughs> in this thing, okay, deodorant, deodorant, I'm just but anywho, um, <laughs> what made you choose undergraduate? Um, that was when I said about the nursing didn't work out well. Mm -hmm. um, and then I chose psychology because that was the best one out of all the majors that I didn't like. So I don't like business, don't like science stuff. So even though psychology is technically a science, but it's like a not science science, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, chemistry and that kind of stuff. But whatever. Yeah, I, understand. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Uh, I understand. What was the most uh, challenging part of your journey as a student? And how did you deal with that challenge? Mm. I guess time management. I'm still working on time management. Because um, <laughs> I still haven't stopped being a student. Um, but... That's one thing that I tried and struggled with because I work better under pressure. So procrastination is definitely what I need because I can't pace myself because my brains literally just cannot sit still um, and think about whatever I'm supposed to think about. So that's something I deal with. But um, also, I guess because being a student at Maryville was my first time being away from my family. Um, and it was 
my first time having like actual freedom, I guess, because I grew up with strict parents. So I had to kind of figure out my way through that, how to handle this amount of freedom um, and not be reckless with it, I guess. But also being able to open up to new things, being able to try new things because I was like closed off because of how inexperienced I was with different things such as like food. Um, my first year, that was the first time I ever went on a hike, which was really fun. Um, kayaking, so it was really fun. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. So new college, new experiences, big things popping off. Um, that is awesome. Um, what do you love most about Maryville? And um, yeah, what do you love most about Maryville University? The school that has kept you all these years. I know, right? My butt needs to go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, for me, it would be how small the campus is and how I can find like a close-knit family mm -hmm. kind of wherever I go. I found one in Res Life. I found one in the CSE. I found one with like faculty members. Um, so that's something I really like. And the fact that like being a grad assistant in Maryville really is like strong on work-life balance. So if you overwork one day, you get off like the next day or something like that. So that's something I really, really enjoy because that's something that you deal with when it comes with burnout, mm -hmm. uh, being overworked. So it's good that Maryville is aware that, that you can deal with a lot of stress um, and you need time for yourself. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for being on the Maryville Spotlight with me today and uh, I'm very excited about what you're going to do in future endeavors and things of that nature as you find your way through this thing we call life and I pray all is well and I just pray that opportunity begins to ever expand for you. Is there anything you would like to tell the world out there any um words of encouragement oh also um <laughs> <laughs> also with the uh counseling services we have on maryville how, how does that work um counseling they're really great okay. um you can schedule an appointment with them through i think you go to their office and there's like this computer and you schedule it you take an assessment etc um but you get like 10 free um, appointments and they can help uh, dictate whether or not you can go and take other services, like they'll give you other services from outside sources. Okay. But we have hotline services, so if you just need someone to talk to um, and the counseling services aren't open, there's that. And then I think I think that's it. Yeah. But they're really great. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's what's up. Anything else you want to tell the world before you head off in this thing and, you know, get the bag and all that cool stuff you're into? Uh, pray for me. <laughs> um, I guess I'm not a psychologist, so do not even, like, say <laughs> or take my word for any of what I've said. It's just my opinion. The end. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it from Mona Lisa. Thank you so much. Um, 
that concludes this Maryville Spotlight. Stay tuned for the next things that are coming up. You want to stay tuned. You want to stay engaged. So see y'all and love you.